This is why we get caught in cycles, because we just look at things the same exact way we've always looked at them. Therefore, we react the same way we've always reacted, and therefore we get the same outcome we've always gotten, (laughs) you know, because it's how we're looking at it. Hey guys, welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. My name is Steph Ganowski, and as a men's coach, I'm on a mission to help men prioritize themselves, take ownership over their challenges, set boundaries in their relationships, and much more all while adding a female touch and perspective. I hope this podcast helps you. We need you men. And as a woman, I'm rooting for you. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I am excited to bring today's episode to you just because it was a reoccurring theme in five of my client calls today. And it continues to be a reoccurring theme with just humans in general, (laughs) but it's especially noticeable about relationships. And what that comes down to is the saying, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. You got to remember that everything is based on your perception. Your reality is your perception, right? So how are you internalizing? How are you interpreting the event around you or the situation in front of you? Because that's going to be your reality, which in that case will form your beliefs or strengthen whatever beliefs you have. So I thought this was a really great thing to speak on today because regardless of your issue that you're struggling with right now, whatever your situation is, most likely you're looking at it in a way that's not helping you and therefore is helping it continue to be an issue. This is why we get caught in cycles because we just look at things the same exact way we've always looked at them. Therefore, we react the same way we've always reacted and therefore we get the same outcome we've always gotten, (laughs) you know, because it's how we're looking at it. Clients see results with me because what I do is I make them see things differently. They start looking at it from different angles. So it's the same situation that they've seen. It's just now they're looking at it in a different way, which strengthens a new belief and makes them feel a certain way, which can reinforce new communication, which can then change the outcome and get them the outcome they've actually wanted. So going into this idea of how when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. You know, I'm just going to speak on like three clients today that I spoke with where this really, where this hit home for them. And it made a lot of sense. My one client was telling me about his, um, about a situation with his wife where she's, she travels a lot for work. So they have this separation where they have to, they have to be diligent about communicating via phone calls, right? And staying connected. And he was in this place where he just didn't feel like she wanted to connect with him as much anymore. And asking him why he felt that way and him having the response of, well, you know, we don't have, she kind of like ends the call after after a time frame where I wish we could talk more. And it's like, I want to talk more and she doesn't seem to want to talk more and it just feels like we're we're losing connection in that sense. And I asked him like you know is it really about the time frame of the phone call that is causing the disconnect or is it that you're not hearing what you need to hear from her or you're not 
you know, you're not getting out of that conversation what you need to get in order to feel a sense of intimacy or connection with your wife. And he was like, holy shit, that's, that's probably it. You know, the way I was looking at it was that the time was so short, so she must not want to talk to me. And I wasn't thinking about it in terms of maybe, you know, I need to look at her calling me as a form of intimacy or as a form of her wanting to connect. And, you know, it was like pointing out to him the ways in which you can prove, hey, like she's still calling you, you know, very often, you know, she's still, she's still communicating on the call. Like she's still sending you like sexy stuff, you know, like there's all these ways to back up why the relationship was creating intimacy or was strengthening. And he was just looking at this one area where it was, he felt it was weakening. So it was a matter of like, okay, well, what do you need to do in that area in order to feel like it could be strengthened? And that in itself was just an immediate takeaway for him. And sometimes it really, these things do immediately make us think so different where it's like, wow, okay, now I don't have to have like this weird, awkward conversation because I could just figure out what I need in these conversations to feel more bonded. And then once I feel that, it's like that conversation wasn't even needed. You know, I didn't even have to go out of my way to have an awkward conversation. I had to figure out what I actually needed and then just communicate that to her. And most likely that will solve this partic- this specific guy's problem with the, in this specific area. So it's things like that where it's like, wow, like I had this belief that longer conversations meant healthier conversations. And that is not the case. That is not true. Because if that were true, then all conversations that were very long would be healthy. And that is not true. <laughs> you know, some people will be on a hour conversation fighting and bickering and hating each other, like going in circles and getting to no outcome. Another conversation may be 10 minutes long filled with love and, and passion and updates of the day and laughter. There's actually a lot you can fit into a 10 minute conversation, believe it or not. You know, so it's the, the truths. What I'm saying is like the, the beliefs we have start to shape the way we perceive different outcomes or different situations in our lives. So it's important to always go back to like, is that necessarily true? Or am I just looking at it this way? And why am I looking at it this way? What do I need? Okay, how do I communicate that need now? And that's really relationship coaching in a nutshell. <laughs> you know, so a lot of self-analyzation and um, self-awareness, I should say, and then communicating that self-awareness to a partner that you could trust. Um, yeah, anyway, client number two was taking the blame for feeling disconnection, disconnected from her husband. So she was like, all right, you know, it must be me. Um, I feel like it's me. I was, I was the start of the, don, the domino effect was, was what she said. And, and she was like, yeah, like this is, this is probably like my fault as to why like we're disconnected this week. Last week we were a lot better. And, and they were in a very good place the, the week before. Um, and there were multiple ways of backing that up. But then, you know, working with her husband as well, because I worked with them separately, I, I informed her that like, hey, you know how he's going through this right now? Like, and it's kind of like crashing down on him right now. It's like a really stressful situation um, that's not related to you at all. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I know. And I was like, yeah, like it's, it really seems to be coming down, especially at this moment for him. Like, can you see how this week there is a disconnect between you guys because he's just like, his stress level has just skyrocketed due to this thing. 
And she was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, She's like, yeah, I know, like, he's under a ton of pressure and, like, this and that. So it was... It was like, okay, well, what can you what can you say you've done that actually did create connection this week? So let's forget about the fact of feeling disconnected. Let's forget forget about the stressor for now on his part. What did you do that showed you kept connection? And that he was like responding to that that connection. And she was like, Well, I did this, you know, like he told me he needed space this one day and I was totally cool with it and I didn't freak out and I just was like very understanding and gave it to him and I could tell like he appreciated that and he needed that. Um, you know, I did this, I did, I did this. And she gave, she gave me like three things that were like, okay, like, cool. So you're responding in the best way possible. Like, you know, he may be in a certain mood right now due to a stressor that's going on, but you can't blame yourself for a disconnect like that. You have to look at the whole piece. You have to look at his perspective too. You have to understand that like things aren't always going to go up and up each week, you know, and get more and more connected every single week for the rest of your life. No, shit hits the fan. We have stressors in life and it's our job and it's really important to be aware that, okay, when my partner is going through something, I have to put my own needs to the side in terms of like making it about me and realizing, hey, okay, they're dealing with some shit right now. Has That shit has nothing to do with me. But I can see how it's taken a toll on them to where they can't be as emotionally available at this point in time. And I have to just be there for them and I have to communicate that to them and I need to give them some space. And that's okay and that's healthy because it's not always supposed to be, you know, improvement, improvement, improvement. We're going to have rocks in the road. Like there's going to be things that make us shaky and how we react to the shakiness is what keeps us in a solid foundation in ourself and also in that relationship. So I told her, I was like, you're doing a great job responding to this because, you know, you're not, you're not making it about you. You're not complaining to him. You know, you're not saying like, you're like freaking out about the relationship. You're just giving space and then you're doing your own thing too. And, you know, she even went out of her way to do like, to even mention on the call, like, Hey, I did this for me. I did this for me. And you can tell that she's just giving him his space and she's also working on herself too and feeling really good about working on herself. So it's kind of like, all right. And I, told, I just left her with take this, take this week to just take that blame off of you. You know, it's okay. It's okay for your partner to be stuck somewhere in a stressful situation and for you to not blame yourself for it. And sometimes there's nothing you can do to help it. And it's just, that's something you gotta be okay with and live with. And that's part of a healthy relationship is just, Knowing that it's not your responsibility for your partner to be happy or to be okay all of the time. It's just, you need to be there for them and support them, right? And just communicate openly. So that was another perspective switch. See, it was like how she was looking at it. You know, this is my fault. Immediately, it just felt like it was her fault to like, okay, wait, but what if it wasn't, you know, (laughs) like, let's pull back and look at the other sides. Let's look at different angles and looking at those different angles helps you to, to not take the blame and to take pressure off yourself and to see, have more empathy for your partner and to maybe be more aware of how you communicate with your partner during that week, realizing, hey, they're under a lot of stress right now. You know, maybe I could do something little and nice for them, you know, extra nice. Um, or maybe I can give them more space by, and give myself maybe a little weekend trip. You know, it's like, it can happen in different ways, but it's just a matter of being able to to not make it all about you and have empathy and, and share perspective, right? Um, so that I thought that was really cool on her part. And my next client, 
pointed out ways that he acted that he perceives as as creepy. And he has like this belief that he comes across creepy. And this this client of mine is like one of the coolest people you'll ever meet. Like he's just one of the most laid back, like funny, like down to earth people and not like 0% creepiness. Um, you know, I probably wouldn't work with like a creepy person. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. No, I shouldn't. Eh, it depends. <laughs> it depends what our definition of creepy, creepy is. But, um, but that was something that that, you know, I pointed out to him where it's like, you know, why are you afraid to be perceived by women as creepy? And what makes you think that? And he was like, well, you know, like sometimes I, I do something like this and then I like call myself out and I'm like, oh, that was kind of creepy. Like, why'd you fucking do that? You didn't have to do that. And, and I overanalyze and I get in my head and I'm just like, I'm just like calling out, you know, this shit that's just, that's just could be creepy, but I don't know, you know? So he's kind of like, what his strong belief is about himself and what he fears and why he's actually been like avoiding dating for a while is like, he has this fear of like being perceived as creepy. So I asked him like, okay, what are the ways that, that you come across as confident and how can we start looking at those things more about you and, and you calling yourself out on those things when you're interacting with women or with anybody, it doesn't have to just be women. Because when I asked him like the question of like, okay, what, what do people compliment you for? You know, like what makes you feel confident? It was kind of like he had a list of things and he does have really great characteristics about himself. Like he's a really cool guy, like new client of mine, but I can already tell like super, just a cool dude. And, um, and, and, and he had a list for that. And it's like, all right, let's, let's start switching your focus here. You know, and of course I'm going to work with him on like, where the the creepy thing came from and where that belief came from, because it's just not true (laughs) at all. Um, So it's like, it's just starting to perceive situations differently instead of looking right away for like, all right, what did I just do that was creepy? Oh, I did this. I probably shouldn't have done that. Fuck. It's like, okay, what did I do that, that made me come across confident to her? Okay. Yeah. I made it. I kept eye contact with her the whole time. That was pretty confident in me. That's pretty cool. All right. Nice. I'm going to keep that up. So it's just being aware, like it kind of sounds silly in the beginning, but in order to train your mind to, to act, to like believe that you're, that you're a confident person, you have to start consciously in the beginning calling yourself out when you do confident things because that just reinforces the new belief of confidence. And it's, what's crazy is that we as you know, people, when we do shit that we're not happy with, we have no problem like calling it out to ourselves. And for the most part, when we do shit we should be proud of, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to like brag about it. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. Own it. <laughs> Own it. You know, like we should give that to ourselves. If we can, if we can take the shit from ourselves and like talk about all the shit, we better talk about the good shit too. Like the good, the good in us, right? The stuff that makes us proud of who we, who we are and like the characteristics we have or embody. So, you know, I, I think like just him making that list today of like all of his confident points was was a great step in the right direction or like what do people compliment me on like yeah I am pretty good at this and like I do come across like this sometimes when I'm in this situation I could be really you know confident and I could just talk for an hour on it and people sit and listen you know it's like when we when we acknowledge those kinds of things about us it's it gives us more to to focus on in our next um conversations 
because your dominant thoughts about yourself are always going to be the parts of yourself you notice when you're when you're in a situation with somebody else, you know? So I, I just think it's really it's really cool for my clients to have like these immediately immediate realizations of perspective. And just one simple flip can like change the game of that whole situation. You know, it makes it like a totally different situation. And sometimes the simple question of, is that really true? Just snaps us the fuck out when we're caught in these mental blocks because it's like, okay, no, that's not true. Because if it were true, it would have to be true for every single situation and it's not. So that's not true. (laughs) You know, anyways, that is, that is your, your, um, little lesson for today. And I hope you guys, I hope you're aware of this, this weekend, you know, it's the, it's the weekend when you're out socializing. I want you to be really aware of how you're looking at things. Like if you take offense to something that somebody says or what somebody does, really try to like flip your, flip the script a little bit. I like that phrase, flip the script. Um, sometimes I say shit like that to my clients, just assuming they'll know what the hell that means. And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, what do you mean? What? <laughs> I'm like, sorry, it's just my made up language that I assume all people should know. Um, so it's like when you're out and you, you do feel offended, I want you to ask yourself, like, do I have to feel offended to this or am I just choosing that? Like, how am I choosing to see this? You know, if someone critiques you on something, are you taking it as a, oh, I'm never good enough? Or like, are you taking it as a, oh, cool. Okay, I found a new way to learn something. Or, oh, that's so funny. I always thought it was this, it was this, not that. Oh, like, that's crazy. Um, oh, actually, I want to share a story because my friend, uh, my friend Cody um, was, we were talking on Instagram the other day and he was like, I said something that wasn't the proper way of saying it. Um, I can't think of the word when you, um, um, when you say a word correctly, I can't even come up with that word, (laughs) but I, I told him, I, I said something in my stories. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I was like, okay guys, I'm gonna, I was on Instagram stories and I was like, okay guys, I'm going to pre, preface this. And he, and like, I went on with the stories and then he sends me a message on IG and he was like, he was like, it's, he was like, ha, it's called, it's called preface. The way you say it is preface, but, but keep killing it. You're doing an amazing job. And, and of course in that moment, what, what, what could I have done? Right. I had options. I could have got offended by it and been like, oh shit, I'm so embarrassed, like, or defensive and said, and said, no, well, like, this person said it this way. Or, like, <laughs> you know, tried to, like, make up an excuse for why I was right. Or, you know, I could have, like, just ignored him and got butthurt over it. Um, I could have just, like, deleted the message and never talked to him again. <laughs> but, no, I was like, oh, shit, is that right? And I Googled it right away. And I was like, I said to him, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I thought you could say it both ways. And he was like, I mean, you can, but one of the, only one of them is correct. And, like, we were laughing. And I was like, I guess it's your way because Google agrees with you. And, um, and he was like, it's okay. Your beautiful brain just got a tiny bit bigger. And I was like, wow. Like, I just thought that was like the best, the best way to communicate a critique to somebody. But also, because he's like a friend. So he like did it in a very loving way where like he didn't want to hurt my feelings, but he also wanted to give me the information. 
And then I was proud of myself by just taking that information, even though it's not something you want to hear. You know, I felt like a fucking idiot. (laughs) But like at the same time, it's like, I know I'm not an idiot. So I was able to just laugh it off. Like, holy shit. Like all this time, like I thought it was said, like I thought you could say it as (laughs) prephrase, but that doesn't like, that's not how it's pronounced. Um, So it was just like a very, it was like a humbling moment for me where I was like, okay, cool. Like, in the past, I because I thought I was stupid, I used to have like such a limiting belief in my head that was so strong that like I'm stupid. I'm like a dumb blonde. People used to call me a dumb blonde because I actually am really blonde um, naturally. <laughs> but I was like ditzy and I, I hated school and I didn't read at all. And I just wasn't like I had major social anxiety in school. So I just I always I always just had this belief like I'm stupid. I'm not smart. So if people were to critique me, what would happen? I would look at that through the lens and perspective of, oh, well, that just reconfirms I'm an idiot. You know what? Fuck you. And like, you know, it would get in the way of my relationships. It would make me a more miserable communicator. I couldn't take critique. Um, You know, I therefore I didn't learn and I didn't try different things because I was too afraid of being critiqued and, and then therefore feeling more stupid. So it was just this whole story that I like fed to myself every time I experienced like a, a, you know, a moment where I didn't seem so educated. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Um, But now it's like, I know I'm not stupid, you know? And it's like, so it's okay to be critiqued. And I know that you have to like fail at things. I know that nobody's perfect. I know that we all have our moments and I have mine too. And that was one of my moments. And I, luckily I had like a friend to just call me out and he did it in such a beautiful way, like communicatively, which I think like all couples should be very aware of like this example. Cause it was very loving, you know, you like your beautiful brain just got a tiny bit bigger. Like he complimented me after critiquing me, you know, like, it's kind of like, Hey, like this is something you just did that's not so smart, but like, hey, you already had a beautiful brain and it just got even bigger. (laughs) I just thought it was like so sweet and like also just, you know, it made me, it made me want to take that critique and actually like reinforce it in my my beautiful brain. Um, So do you see how that like the perspective of it and also the way it was communicated was just like a beautiful combo. And that's what really makes strong, healthy relationships is this, like I said, the combination of like self-awareness and, and communicating the self-awareness and the self-awareness for me is that like, Hey, I'm not dumb, but like, (laughs) let's take this critique, this critique, and then let's communicate with this person who just gave it to me in a loving way. And when you do that, you really can't go wrong. And I understand that you can't do that every single time. You know, we're humans and we have tempers and sometimes it's not the right moment or they're not, not the right day. And we are on our period or like, or, you know, I mean, we as in women, you guys are all probably guys. <laughs> so I'm on my period and you're all just in bad moods. Um, so it happens. It happens. And it's just realizing that like, you know, something else I talked about on IG this week was that if it happens and you somebody hits you on a bad day or like, you know, your wife or girlfriend says something to throw you off because you're just in a shit mood and you say something you regret, it's it's always good to go back and communicate that. No matter how much time has passed in between, you know, if you had a shit day, go back and say, hey, you know, yesterday I was in a really shitty mood and um, and I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry I reacted that way. You know, like, I really appreciate you saying that. I'm sorry I reacted that way. Um, you know, you think like you can let that past you or like we could put this past us. And just saying something so light like that can make a major difference. 
um, in your communication. Because what I also said on, um, on IG, and this is probably another good podcast episode to like dig into, but like just to cover, um, something that, something that, um, divorce lawyer Jim Sexton always says, he wrote a book called, if you're in my office, it's already too late. And it's a great book, whether you're in a, whether you're in a relationship or getting into one or whether you're still single, it's a really great book. If you're in my office, it's already too late by divorce lawyer, Jim Sexton. Um, because it, it really, it really prepares you for, you know, not only divorce, but how to build a healthy, strong relationship and the things to be on the lookout for. And something that he says in his, in this book and in his interviews, a lot of the times he's a good friend of mine. He mentions, um, no single raindrop is responsible for the flood. And how I interpret that when it comes to working with couples, now that I'm working with couples, it's that no, you know, no single fight or argument is, is, um, no single fight is going to be responsible for the downfall of divorce. You know, it's the downfall that is divorce. It is all about like these things adding up and, if you don't allow them to all add up and you diffuse them and you find ways to look at them and, and as my mom says, make it better, you know, like go fix it, go back to your partner and say something that's like, Hey, remember yesterday when this happened between us? Like, you know, I, I kind of regret the way we communicated. Like, I I wish we didn't communicate that way. Like what I would want to do in the future is just like for us to like talk about it after we, after we freak out like that. And, you know, that's why I wanted to talk to you now. Like, I care about you and I, I, you know, I want to handle things better next time. Yeah, me too. You're right. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just like you're closing it down. You're diffusing that thing that was just another, another block that's adding this wall and like, or another raindrop that's leading to the flood, right? It's kind of like diffuse it, make it disappear. And I know you can't always just make it disappear forever, depending on what it is, but you can diffuse a lot of little stupid arguments that all add up to this this thing we're trying to avoid called divorce. So when it comes to these little things, don't let it, don't just sweep them under the rug and act like they didn't happen. They happened. Go back and fix it. You know, make it better. Find a way to just diffuse it, call it out so that you're both aware you don't want to do that. Even if it's like, hey, you know, remember yesterday? Like, let's not do that again. Do you want to talk about it at all? Like, we don't have to, but like, if you have something to say, like, let's just talk about it quick and put it behind us. You know, something so little is just like, okay, that's no longer a raindrop in this area. It's gone. You know, it evaporated. So it's kind of thinking of it that way. Um, because I know like a lot of, a lot of partners tend to just avoid and they don't, they avoid conflict. They don't want to be a part of it. And then what happens? Like these things build up, they build up under the surface until one day it's like, you're screaming over something so stupid that has nothing to do with the actual argument at hand because it's not all only the argument at hand. It's all these little arguments that built up to that argument at hand that just makes you like want to blow your head off or want your head is about to pop off. So (laughs) let's not get there. Let's communicate. You know, let's be open with each other. Let's, let's talk about it. Talk about like uncomfortable situations because the, the better you get at talking about the discomfort, the, the more comfortable you are just bringing up anything. And that's essentially what we all want to be able to do. You know, I, I know a lot of us get in this place of like, oh, I wish I could just like verbalize this the right way. Or I wish I could just tell her this. I wish she, I wish she just knew this, you know? Um, and, and we can let them know if we are confident in the way we communicate. 
We don't have to feel like, oh, I wish they knew this, but I just, I know I won't say it the right way. You practice. Like, it's okay. Like, the only way we get better is practicing. The only way we get better is, like, saying it and fucking up a little bit, but, but knowing that we're doing our best genuinely. And our partner can tell that. Like, they can tell when we're seriously genuine and we really care about them and we're trying to make things all right. So, all right, guys, I hope this helped you. Um, let's, let's focus this weekend on just, like I said, changing or just being aware of your perspective. You know, how are you taking criticism or like, are you taking offense to things that maybe you don't have to take offense to? You're just, you're choosing that for some reason, you know, look in, like see what pisses you off or like gets on your nerves this weekend and just ask yourself, like, why am I choosing to look at it this way? It's just simply starting right there and it will make a world's difference, um, in most scenarios. So that's it. Stay awesome. If you can, please leave me a star rating on what I love about men um, on iTunes. All you got to do is scroll to the bottom and click the five stars. Hopefully, if you feel like this podcast is worth five stars and help me get to my goal of 100 ratings. Five of you helped me since last episode. So thank you. But I know we could do better. (laughs) Please, it would mean it would mean a lot to me, guys, if you could just give this podcast five stars, Um, and even leave leave a review and tell me what you like about it, and then you know I'll do more episodes around that what you like. So that's it. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world, and I will talk to you soon.